Gobble Gobble, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Boom Corrigan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dopes. Hello. And Brendan the Producer Pika. Hey. Welcome into our Thanksgiving <laughs> special gosh. episode, hence the Gobble Gobble. I'm never ready. No, you're never ready. I'm never ready for those intros. Keep you guys on your up, toes. Like the uh, Halloween special. We just went, ooh, <laughs> right at the beginning. Oh, we had to do like three takes of that because uh, we kept cracking so up. Yeah. It took so much out of me right there to not burst out <laughs> yeah. laughing. I, you might um, be able to hear it, but I just let out a sigh when, right when he said gobble gobble. Well, uh, <laughs> the good news is not only are we barely athletic, yeah. but we are barely funny as We're well. We're barely funny. Uh, today we are going to break down the Thanksgiving Day games, all two of them, the... 2020 COVID ripped away the Ravens Steelers game from uh, a Thursday night lineup and moved it to Sunday. So we're not missing it. Thank heavens, but it was pushed back. Uh, Andrew and I, we are going to break down our Thanksgiving comparisons and we'll also Mm -hmm. delve into our yays and nays of the week. Later this week, we will also uh, drop another episode with the remaining games, non Thanksgiving games Uh, to bring you that analysis and prep you for week 12. I should also mention, Andrew beat me in the game predictor series we've been having last week, bringing the grand total to myself, winning eight. Andrew has won three. And uh, it's it's a tall task. Not impossible, but uh, I feel a little less comfortable than I did a week ago. And I do want to point out... the reason you beat me is because Joe Burrow got hurt. No, 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 You're, no. you're salty no, no, about no, no, it. No, 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 no. Washington won the game, and Tom Brady had a chance to come back, but he threw an interception. I'll, I'll give you the Tampa Bay game. So, but the, all right, that's fair. The Bengals won. There's an asterisk. You won. You won. I won. But I want to point out, with Burrow there, I feel pretty confident. <laughs> Just things happen, man. <laughs> things happen. <laughs> things happen indeed. Speaking of things happening, our yep. Thursday lineup, our Thanksgiving special. Andrew, before we jump into fantasy football, what are 10 things you're thankful for? 10 things? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just let, me, kidding. let me head Nobody over to cares. my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> what the 11 trade. things are you thankful for? <laughs> First thing would be the trade that I made with you in our fantasy league. Yeah, I'm not Pretty feeling great about that. that. Yeah, yeah, I uh, acquired be, yeah. Joe Mixon. And Giovanni Bernard, Giovanni Bernard uh, the Court week before Joe Burrow goes down. So, yeah, yeah you, you got Jonathan Taylor. So, I mean, so far I, I feel fine, but yeah, yeah that's no bueno. That's that's a rough way to start. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah, and I'm thankful for you two jabronis. Yeah. Oh, I'm thankful for your ridiculous intros. Oh, thanks. Specials. Well, we're getting sappy here. Go. Let's jump into yep. some football. Let's let's butch this up. Uh-huh. The first game we're breaking down is the afternoon game. Houston Texans taking on the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions Thanksgiving games, you know, hold a special spot in my heart. Uh, Matthew Stafford always balls out. And normally the beneficiary is uh, Megatron. I remember yep. those days very well. Lately, it's been Kenny Galladay. However, this week it is... Not going to be Galladay. Uh, Gall- mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay is out officially for this week. Matthew Stafford, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson are all limited in practice and are questionable. So that's a rough start. It's a tough this, situation. Uh, it, for the Hawkinson, Lions side of the ball. Hawkinson should play, is my assumption. Hawkinson's like always on the injury report midweek. 
and then he usually gets better. Stafford, I expect to play as well, and Swift is actually a truly questionable thing. So, and it, it does look like Swift is in line to play. He was out yeah. because of the concussion. He did return to practice, so it is things are pointing up. Mm-hmm. And if if Swift plays, I'm starting him. I yep. think he's a smash play this week. The Texans are dreadful against the run. Uh, and Detroit Lions are dreadful without Swift. So I think if Swift is in there, they're going to utilize him to his fullest ability. Let's just say, you know, all these options for the Lions are healthy yeah. with the exception yep. of Kenny Galladay. Matthew Stafford, you know, I I don't know how, I think this is pretty narrative driven, but Matthew Stafford's a beast on Thanksgiving. Uh, just because of that, I have him in my top 15 quarterbacks and I, I would have him in a pretty healthy spot in a, in a good matchup. Uh, I do think Marvin Jones will be able to get it done against this Texans defense. And I think they're going to need to play catch up. This Texans team has a very different feel since Bill O'Brien left. So I think Matthew Stafford, he's, he's right on the top 12 verge for me. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Houston Texans is a very beatable defense. Give up over 250 passing yards per game. And Stafford has the experience. So you know kind of what you're going to get out of uh, Matthew Stafford. And he's a good streamable option this week, like you said. Great matchup. Yeah, and and last week was rock bottom. Uh, You literally can't do worse than scoring zero points. (laughs) Oh, man, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyone could score negative points, it would be the Detroit Lions. That's a fair point. That's if anybody could figure it out, it would be them. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited for this Lions team. I think this is a, a get right game in a major way. Me too. Uh, but selfishly, I'm very excited for DeAndre Swift. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very invested in Swift this year. And I he had his breakout and then he got hurt. So I'm looking forward to him being able to return his rookie sensation year. Yeah, absolutely. If, if all three of those players that are questionable start, you got to play all of them. Stafford, Swift, Hawkinson and Marvin Jones is, is in there as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing to mention as well. With Kenny Galladay being out, I think Jones is in the wide receiver two category. Mm-hmm. Had a huge touchdown called back and a bogus call last week, and that would have instantly turned Marvin Jones into a, I think, a top twelve wide receiver last week with that big play. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. We absolutely should mention Marvin Jones. If DeAndre Swift does not play, I know last week was rough, but I would still start Adrian Peterson as a, a flex option. Uh, yeah, but Swift right. is a RB2 if he is playing. Mm-hmm. And I do think that talent jump is very real with those two players. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah, I don't know how much faith I have in the rest of the run game. Adrian Peterson, on Johnson. Yeah, very Not little. too big of a fan. Very big risk uh, flex if Swift is out. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And over to the Texan side of the ball. I alluded to it a little earlier. Uh, this is a very different team after Bill O'Brien left or was rather fired. <laughs> Uh, ever since Bill O'Brien left, Deshaun Watson has been on a tear. He did fall flat against the Cleveland Browns a couple weeks ago, uh, but that was a weird game with really bizarre weather conditions. I do think Deshaun Watson, you know, they're, I'm trying to think of a, a less annoying way to compare it to letting Russell Wilson cook. That seems to be what they're doing. They're letting Watson do what comes naturally to him. And to be honest, there's been a detriment in the running game. Duke Johnson's been a nightmare. It's um, terrible. You know, you just automatically assume on? once David Johnson was placed in IR, uh, the assumption was Duke Johnson would step in and be 90% of David Johnson. Uh, but no, that has not been the case. Duke Johnson's just been horrendous. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Detroit Lions are out, yeah. awful against running backs. So yep. would you roll the dice with Duke Johnson? 
Oh, I hate to say it, but I would just because yeah. of the the opportunity and a, one of the worst running defenses in in the game right now. Uh, I would give it this week, and if he's still if he can't perform against Detroit, then he's droppable. But I would I would say this is the week where where I would play him because if again if he's gonna put up numbers this season, it will be this week against the Lions. Yeah, and I mean, there's no teams on by this week. If you can't start Duke, Duke Johnson in this matchup, there's no reason to have him on your team. Absolutely, I think he is a flex this week, but I think he has huge upside. Uh, I think he can really get things done, and I think he's a very sneaky start this yeah. week. Um, like I said, Deshaun Watson, he's a beast. You're starting him. Top five quarterback. Randall Cobb was placed in IR with a toe injury. Kenny Stills is out with a quad injury. And two players I am in love with this week, Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller. I think they are going to do a ton of damage against this Lions secondary. And they're both players I am very high on this week. Yeah, they're both locked and loaded starters for me. I mean, uh, really, when anyone plays Detroit, you should start them. Well, not only that, I mean, Will Fuller has been a top 20 wide receiver all season. Mm -hmm. Brandon Cooks has really shown he's still a very capable wide receiver. Yeah, Yeah, he's been phenomenal. So I think it's all systems go for the Texans. I'm avoiding the tight end situation. But other than that, I think it's all systems go. Andrew, these two teams, who are you feeling? You know what? I'm going to go Houston. I I like uh, I, I just like the receiving game more. I feel like Watson yeah. can get it done through the air. Yeah, I think to me this comes down to Stafford versus Watson, and mm-hmm. Watson wins that fight. It's a safe. So, it's a safe bet. Yep, give me the if Texans. Swift, if Swift was like a full on go, like he's ready to roll, it it would be close. But I don't. It, it's too risky. Yeah, no, I am right there with you. And the other Thanksgiving game we have for you today is the Washington Football Team taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Starting with Washington, Terry McLaurin was limited in practice and is questionable. We are still expecting him to play. Mm-hmm. If he does play, he's a locked and loaded wide receiver one. Uh, he's been nothing but phenomenal this season. Antonio Gibson is a beast. You're starting yep. him against Big the Cowboys. Uh, you know, anybody other than that, you know, JD Alex McKissick. Smith, I would fade away from JD McKissick. We saw it last week. He came back to earth. You know, in a game where they kind of handled the Bengals pretty easily, they really didn't need to rely on McKissick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still going with him, though. No doubt. Man, I would only be in in a PPR league or a half-point PPR. That, yeah, that's And even, even then, he's, he's flex, if not low flex, Oof. for me. Oof. And this is, a, this is a game where I do think they handle the Cowboys pretty easily. Um, so I think it's going to be way more of a Gibson game, a lot less of a McKissick game. See, I, I think it's going to be closer uh, than I guess do you think it's going to be. Uh, I still see McKissick being heavily involved. I mean, like you said, PPR and half point PPR only, but he's a he's a top high end flex for me. Yeah, well, I mean, we're both in that flex conversation. I have him as a low. You have him as a, as a high. Yeah. I want to know. say like RB2, but. Oh God, no! You that's, are that's that too insane. too big of a risk to say. Yeah. But nope. that's how good I feel about it. Man, yeah, I I'm not there with you, um, but you know, only when we're we're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is really it for the Washington Football Team. Um, you know, I think their defense is a solid play this week as well against this Cowboys team. Yeah, I like the defense. And over to the Cowboys side of the ball. This is a very different team than what we had a couple weeks ago, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, with Dak Prescott leaving. 
it's just been a nightmare. They did show up in a major way last week against the uh, choke artists in the NFL. The mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings were steamrolled by the all-powerful steam Dallas rolled. Cowboys. Jesus. I would call it a steamroll. but I, I would call it a steamroll. No, no way it was okay. close until the end. Yeah, it's a steamroll. So, um, no. But yeah, no, uh, I'm not excited about Andy Dalton. Really, the only option that I feel solid in is Ezekiel Elliott because mm-hmm. of the volume and his individual talent. When it comes to wide receivers, you know, we saw CeeDee Lamb have a good week last week. Amari Cooper looked good last week. Man, I, I'm i not in any rush to start them. Cooper Ooh. I would have as a flex. Uh, and CeeDee Lamb I would have as a low-end flex. Do oh. they have the talent? Absolutely. I don't know if they're going to get much of, much of a chance. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I got Cooper wide receiver three, CeeDee Lamb flex. So yeah, yeah. We're, so we're relatively pretty close same. there. I thought, yeah. Yeah, I thought we were going to disagree for a second. But yeah, no, and I agree with you, there. you know, as much as I like to tease Cooper and uh, this Cowboys team, this is a really talented roster and a very sad, wasted season. Yeah, um, yeah, no, we they were looking very exciting up until the DAC injury. Uh, Dalton Schultz, uh, not interested, not interested. I will pass on that. And that kind of sums up the Cowboys. Andrew, anything else I missed? No, that, that's really it. No, Andy Dalton even though I had a good week last week, but this is a actually good defense. Um, I, I should mention Zeke had his first 100-yard rushing game last week. I don't think he's going to do that again. I would keep my expectations low for Zeke because, again, yeah. this is a very good defense. Smart. Uh, yeah, these two teams, give me Washington. I think they get it done. Dang. I was hoping we would disagree, but I'm taking Washington as well. Love this team. Nice. I like it. And that Riverboat wraps up Rock. our Thanksgiving games. That was a quick one. Andrew, let's jump into a personal favorite of ours, our Thanksgiving comparisons. So we're going to compare Thanksgiving foods and situations to current NFL players. And I'll start. Andrew, are you a a family that has mac and cheese with Thanksgiving? Actually, no. No? I'm sorry if I ruin the bit, but no. Yeah, no, you're not ruining the bit at all. Uh, Mac and cheese is a relatively new addition uh, to people's Thanksgivings. We're old school. And once you go down the mac and cheese road, you know, it's kind of hard to go back. Once you try it, it's really good. And it's a shockingly good addition to Thanksgiving food. My comparison to Thanksgiving mac and cheese is Justin Herbert. It is a new Thanksgiving staple. It's weird. Uh, You don't feel great about it at first. You don't quite know what to expect. Is it out of place? How's it going to do? But once you try it, it's great. You know, there's, there's no going back. You know, it's mac and cheese. You know, you didn't think it'd be a good fit. You just didn't see it happening. But once you tried it, you saw how good it was. There's no going back. It is a stellar Thanksgiving staple. Nice. And I think Justin Herbert's the same way. I really was not all that enthralled with him going into the season. I didn't think he was a good fit. I didn't think he had the talent to get it done. Uh, but I'll be damned. He proved me wrong. He has been crushing it this season. He, by far and away, I think he is the vote for rookie of the year and very, very yeah, deserved Herbert is Mac and cheese. I like that. I like that one. Uh, so last year I did the, uh, the jello salad player and which was <laughs> Josh Rosen actually. Oh, so we're going to go with the jello salad player of the year this year, Mitch Trubisky. Now Oof. let me talk about jello salad for a second. What the heck is it? I hate it. It's disgusting. Why, why is it a thing? Right? That's the I'm not gonna, okay. That's a little harsh, but that's kind of how I feel about Mitch Trubisky. It's like, come on, like 
at first you're like, hey, is there something there? And then you just once you nope. look into it, you're like, what? <laughs> what are you doing here? You don't fit. It doesn't fit in the meal. Like, come on. I will say there are some people who love Jello salad. It's their favorite thing about Thanksgiving. I guess Thanksgiving meal. There's still people out there who love Mitch Trubisky. There's still people who think that Trubisky is the future of this team. Are and there? you are there are, and you are crazy. It's the same people that like Jello salad. It's a very, <laughs> very limited bunch, but there's still people out there. So I see Mitch Trubisky as the Jello salad player of the year because it's just like, well, you just Stop uh, trying to make just, it happen. <laughs> it's not right. It's just not right. It's not for me. Let's just move on. Get that yep. jello salad out. It's an abomination of nature. Uh-huh. My next one, Andrew, I don't know if you're a turkey guy or a ham guy. Myself, turkey. I am a ham guy. Wow. We are disagreeing a lot. Oh, my gosh. That, that doesn't surprise me. Oh. Um, but with, with ham, you know, there's obviously better, better ham slices. Uh, the earlier you pick, the better slices you get. Yes. If there's a big table, you know, if you are unlucky enough to get the plate last, the pieces that are left, uh, it's not great. <laughs> you don't get the first choice. It is still technically Thanksgiving ham, but it is certainly not as good as, as if you get the plate pretty early on. So those leftover ham chunks where they're fatty and just, just unpleasant. For me, the comparison to the gross leftover ham is the Jets running backs. Oof. They are technically starting running backs, and on paper, that is great for Frank Gore or when it was P. Ryan. If you have a starting running back in the NFL, that's inherently valuable. Mm-hmm. But gosh dang, it's gross, <laughs> and you don't want it. You wish you were not in the situation, but you found yourself there. It's gross. So I, that's my comparison. Jets running backs are the gross last piece of ham. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you could just look at the uh, the waiver wire article from from last week when I was talking about Frank Gore. It's just like I know it's disgusting. Yeah, I know you kind of don't want it, but there he is an option. Uh, last week scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still don't want a piece of that hand. Man, if you get Frank Gore in a dynasty league like his rookie year, you got you got you had like twenty no years one. of value. You got to be so <laughs> dumb with him right about now. Uh, you know what? I'll jump into a food item. Right. To me, what is what do you think? Hopefully you answer the same question here, but apparently apparently uh, we don't you know, match up on, on Thanksgiving dinners. What is the most underrated part about that Thanksgiving meal? What's the most underrated food item? Oh, I can already tell you we're going to disagree. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say corn. OK, well, uh, we're close. I'm talking about the, the rolls, the dinner rolls. Oh, shut up. No, nope. oh, nope. that's filler. It is the most underrated thing you you. Dip it in gravy. It's the best thing ever, especially when it's homemade. It's just the greatest. It's so underrated. You ask people, you know, what are your top three favorite, uh, like food items for Thanksgiving? No one says dinner rolls. No, just like shouldn't. how when you said, "What's your top ten wide receivers heading into the twenty twenty season?" You look at the list. Nobody said Keenan Allen. What's going on there? He's the number three wide receiver right now. He is the underrated dinner roll. We didn't have him on our top 10. I almost had him as my uh, potentially top five, but I switched to Allen Robinson last second. Very disappointed in that. But Keenan Allen is having a heck of a season. He was very underrated going into this season. Didn't even make the NFL's top 100 players of the year. That's disrespectful, just like how you're disrespecting dinner rolls right now. But he's averaging almost 20 points a game. He's being targeted 
I, th- I think the average 13 targets a game. He has, uh, he, I don't need to say anything. You know how well he's performing with Justin Herbert. It's amazing. He was super undervalued going into this year. His ADP was like late fifth round, something ridiculous like that. Super underrated. That's the dinner rolls. That's Keenan Allen. Yeah, that's a great pick. And you know, you know how much I love Keenan Allen. So oh, I, yeah. I like that pick a lot. And that kind of ties into my next one. Okay. Uh, unsung heroes of the hey. Thanksgiving dinner table. I just said it. It's corn. You know, you it's not something people get excited about. It's not something sexy, but it really adds to everybody's Thanksgiving meal. It's a Thanksgiving staple. Gosh dang it, it was there at the first Thanksgiving and it will be there at the last Thanksgiving. <laughs> For me, uh, the NFL equivalent of corn is James Robinson, the running back mm. for the Jaguars. Yep. Before the season started, he wasn't on anybody's radar, barely the <laughs> Jaguars' radar. An undrafted rookie came in. He was behind Fournette. He was behind other options. Uh, because of COVID and because of Fournette being a bonehead, he found himself at the top of the depth chart. And the Jaguars pretty much gave him the opportunity. They said, this is your chance. Let's see what you got. And he proved he is a legit stud. You know, he doesn't have the measurables that blow you away. He's not crazy fast. He's not crazy strong. He just does everything really, really well. He's dependable. You know what you're getting. He just puts in the work. He is the unsung hero of the NFL, just like corn of the Thanksgiving dinner table. James Robinson. Awesome. It's funny that you say that. I almost picked James Robinson as the uh, the dinner rolls. The <laughs> Switch to Keenan Allen. My next comparison. I have the Seattle Seahawks as a full Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. Thanksgiving is like the best meal ever, right? There's so much good food. Like I said, there's dinner rolls, the turkey, oh my God. mashed That's potato the first stuffing. thing you say. Oh, what? God, dinner rolls. Thanksgiving is perfect. Dinner yeah, yeah. rolls, Dinner rolls because they're underrated. Ugh. Turkey, corn, even your mac and cheese. There's so many good options to choose from. That is the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is the turkey, Tyler Lockett, the stuffing, DK Metcalf, mashed potatoes. The run game has put up a ton of points. Chris Carson, even the backups like DJ Dallas and Carlos Hyde has had their moments. Those are probably the cranberry sauce. Uh, (laughs) Even though I'm not a big cranberry guy, wasn't a big DJ Dallas, Carlos Hyde guy. And their defense, if you got a player going up against the Seahawks defense, they give up a lot of points. The Seattle Seahawks is just the perfect storm, just like how Thanksgiving dinner is the perfect meal. Yeah, no, I like that. That's a good comparison. My next one, one of a a player I really, really love. I love him so much. I traded for him in our Dynasty League. Scary Terry. Good oh, yeah. old Terry McLaurin of the Washington mm-hmm. Professional Football Franchise. He was drafted on a just garbage, awful team. He has seen the lowest lows. He is finally on a team that's ascending. Good leadership. If they get a quarterback in there, they can be a good football team. Scary Terry, he is reliable. He shows up. He is there through thick and thin. All reliable. My Thanksgiving comparison for him is mashed potatoes. They are a constant in the Thanksgiving festivities. They are dependable. You know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Mashed Mashed potatoes show up year after year and deliver. No matter what the circumstances, they can be lumpy, they can be creamy. 
they're delicious. Mashed potatoes always delivers. You know what you're getting. Scary Terry is my mashed potatoes. Absolutely. That's a good one. It's never the best, but it's always close. Yeah, Love. yeah. It's it's a <laughs> trying to give a clever way of like instead of a wide receiver one, it's Thanksgiving one. That was Thanksgiving so bad. one Ugh. meal. You know Yikes. what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm gonna it's go first with... plate. <laughs> Jeez. I'm gonna go with a player who's been very disappointing. I'm talking about Marquise Brown. He is a Oof. 2020 Thanksgiving. He's now, food poisoning. <laughs> he's, he, no, he's not. He's a 2020 Thanksgiving. At the beginning of the year, you're like, oh, man, Thanksgiving going to be a lot of fun. Got a lot of big plans. It's going to be great. And coronavirus kind of shut everything down. You're still trying to make plans. You're kind of scrambling, kind of freaking out. What are we doing for Thanksgiving? Are we getting together? Are we not? It's just not going to happen. All right. Stay safe. Play it safe. Maybe next year Thanksgiving is going to be better. Maybe next year Marquise Brown is going to be better. But for now, just kind of play it safe. Don't do it. And uh, just, you know, hope for hope next year is going to be better. Yeah, I think once they get a quarterback, I think Marquise Brown will be pretty good. Ouch. Uh, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh. That was mean. That was funny. That was mean. Thank you. I try. Uh, And if Lamar Jackson, if you listen to this podcast, I'm so sorry. You are infinitely better than I will ever be at any athletic competition. If Lamar Jackson listened to this podcast, listen to last year's top 10 quarterbacks because I had faith in you, but no one else did. Boom. (laughs) Thank you for that shameless plug. Uh, My final Thanksgiving comparison. It is the MVP of Thanksgiving stuffing. I don't care who you are. If your favorite Thanksgiving food is not stuffing, you're wrong. Dude, I've never agreed more with a statement in God. my entire life. I'm glad we agree we here. Stuffing's found the best. Oh. For me, this season, the NFL stuffing equivalent is Alvin Kamara. Ooh. He's been great all season. And I know lately there's some mixed feelings, you know, but up to this point, I've been extraordinarily thankful for Alvin Kamara. He was somebody I was extremely high on coming into the season. Everybody had him in their top five or six, but I I saw last season, there were so many fewer red zone opportunities and he didn't score as much. And that combined with his injury really torpedoed his perceived value. This season, he went right back to what he can be. He's getting the touchdowns. He's getting the yardage. With Breeze being out and injured, they're relying on him even more. Lately, there is a shift in the offense with Taysom Hill, but we can certainly get into that. But up to this point, Alvin Kamara, MVP, a healthy running back who's played every single game. Mm -hmm. Thank heavens for Alvin Kamara. You're the real MVP. I love that one. All right, my my final comparison. Let me tell you a quick story. Once upon a time, every year for... I think like two, three, well, for like three years when I was a kid, my cousins got together. And what we decided to do is weigh ourselves before Thanksgiving meal and then after, right? Just out of curiosity. But then as, you know, as these, these stuff, as it grows, it turns into a competition. Like how it always does. Everything is a competition in the family. We tried to see who can gain the most weight in that Thanksgiving meal. At first, you're like, hey, this is kind of fun, right? You get to eat a lot of food. It's a competition. Uh, Maybe you'll win. It ends up being 
whoever can drink the most water and get water weight. And at the end of it, you just feel sick. Everyone's just laying on the floor, not doing anything, not moving. That was a terrible idea. That I am comparing to Cam Newton from the New England Patriots. At first, you're like, hey, he's going to get rushing touchdowns. He's going to put up a lot of points. He's still he's still got a possibility of being a top 10 quarterback, right? And week one and two showed it. You're like, all right, this guy's legit. But then as the day goes on, you know, after the Thanksgiving meal, you're just like, oh, no, what have I done? What is it? I've made a huge mistake. This is terrible. I feel sick. I don't want to do it anymore. Never doing this again. That is Cam Newton. That is drafting Cam Newton, man. Don't recommend doing that. Man, yeah, no, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a sliver of hope there at the beginning of the season. It was. Hopefully yeah. you abandoned ship early upon my recommendation. I was all in on the Cam train. You were. And I'm I trying to think what week I gave up on him. But yeah, I saw the reading on the wall, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the writing on the wall, rather. Uh, so yeah, hopefully everybody else uh, picked up Justin Herbert like I did. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry that was that was a rough flex um yeah andrew that's a that's a great choice and when you were explaining that story i immediately thought you know you can cheat by drinking a lot of water so that's really funny you said that that's what it turned into right where my head jumped i mean we would just go just cup after cup just down in it we weren't even like carrying a thanksgiving (laughs) meal it was dude it was bad don't recommend doing funny never make it a competition well, Andrew, that wraps up our Thanksgiving comparisons. Mm-hmm. And I think we can wrap up this episode by finishing up with our yays and nays of week 12. Let's do it. Week 12, that's crazy to say we have gone through a long, crazy season. Getting close to playoffs, we will be here for you the entire way. Mm-hmm. Starting with our yays of week 12, my first yay is Curtis Samuel versus Minnesota. He has five touchdowns in the last five games. He's getting the work. He's involved. He is uber talented. And Robbie Anderson, his star is kind of fading, and Curtis Samuel is demanding more attention. He's doing more with his opportunities. You know, I really think DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are going to buoy this team above Minnesota. I think he has a real chance to have another really stellar game, especially against this beatable Minnesota defense. Curtis Samuel, I'm happy with as a flex this week, and I think he is a high-end flex that can deliver. We've seen it. Wide receiver one numbers. That's a good one. And uh, if I know the Vikings, and I do, you you just once you watch enough Vikings, you know what player can just have a ridiculous game. Last week was CeeDee Lamb. This week, very good chance it could be Curtis Samuel. So that's a that's a good pick. Uh, my first yay of the week is Zach Moss. So Zach Moss has taken over as that RB one. He's outsnapped Devin Singletary in three consecutive games. He's averaging 11 touches per game since week eight. And he's going up against the Los Angeles Chargers, who have allowed a top 15 running back in eight consecutive games. So in worst case, worst case, Zach Moss will be the 15th best running back this week. Best case, I would say top seven. Potentially, no, I'm not going to say potentially top five. But Zach Moss is a, to me, RB2 upside. Um, he's taken over for Singletary. He gets the red zone snaps. He he should have. To me, this is going to be his best game yet. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a hundred plus and a touchdown. I'm not saying that he will, Dang. but I'm saying that is his upside. 
Wow, Andrew, that's a bold call. I like it, and there's some solid reasoning there. Mm -hmm. I am a fan of it. I'll stick with the running back theme. Wayne Gallman versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Is there a less sexy pick (laughs) than a running back named Wayne Gallman? That is the least threatening name I could ever think of. There's not many. But he's been a beast. You know, he has scored five touchdowns in his last four games. He's getting it done Uh, coming off of a bye. You know, I think they realize with Freeman being out, Wayne Gallman's the answer. You know, he's no Saquon Barkley, but he is answering the call. And in a pretty positive matchup against a, I would say, demoralized Cincinnati Bengals team, I think Gallman has a really good chance of finishing as an RB2 this week. And we've seen it. He has RB1 upside. Awesome. Hey, I like that pick. Is is not sexy as it is. It's a, I like him better than like Frank Gore. So Gallman should be good. Gallman should be, yeah, should have a decent game. I'm going to stick with the running back. I'm going to go with Naeem Hines. I think you had him last week. Yep. Yeah, it did not turn out. He's on the list this week again. He's going up against the Tennessee Titans. Last time they they matched up was week 10. Hines had 12 carries, 70 yards, a rushing touchdown, as well as five receptions for 45 yards and another touchdown. Now, that would be amazing if he did that again. Very unlikely. Don't think it's going to happen. However, I do see Hines getting a lot of targets in the backfield. I can see Indianapolis needing to play catch up, needing to stay in it. They're going to need to throw the ball. And Hines is really a top target. He's the wide receiver, too, for this team right behind Michael Pittman. Um, So I. I'm not going to say I expect the same performance because there's no way that he's going to put up two touchdowns and, you know, over 120 total yards. But I think that he can have an adequate game. I think he can have a solid game enough to where you put him in flex and you're happy with the result. Nice. Yeah, I like that pick. I think Hines is a pretty safe option. Uh, my final yay of the week. I'm cheating a little bit. I have a duo. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. They're already in must-start category. Like I said, Will Fuller is a top 20 mm-hmm. wide receiver, and Brandon Cooks is pretty darn close. He has been on fire. They're facing Detroit. Detroit's giving up the fifth most yards uh, to wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, so that is a wonderful matchup in a primetime game with a hungry Deshaun Watson. I think this duo is going to crush it this week. So everywhere I can, I'm rushing to start Fuller Cooks with confidence. That's a good one. I don't blame you for for that cop out that duo because they are really going to have a a good week. My next pick, it's a wide receiver. It is Demir Bird for New England. Wide receiver, Demir Bird. It is a hot take. He's coming off of the best game really ever for him. Six receptions, 132 yards, and a touchdown. He was targeted seven times. He's being targeted more and more. Uh, They're going up against the Cardinals who have allowed the most fantasy points to receivers over the last four weeks, four weeks in a row where they've allowed the most fantasy points combined to receivers. Damian bird really is so far. He's been the number one guy since Edelman left. Doesn't look like Edelman's going to be back this week. It's going to be Demir bird. Um, And here, here we go to convince you. Technically it's a revenge game. There you go. I don't need to convince you any further. Demir Bird revenge game against the Arizona Cardinals. But really, the the stats are the reason. Great game. 
great matchup. Someone's got to perform for New England, and uh, it's going to be him. Man, I I like the pick. That's bold. Uh, Andrew, bold. you are a visionary. So I it's can, bold. I don't have the cojones for that, but I certainly mm-hmm. applaud your boldness there. I like to I like to try to find value where it looks like there is none. You know, like uh, nice nice like break. Crowder. You know, <laughs> well that hasn't I, been that hasn't been going so well lately. <laughs> not it's not been great. It's not been great, but I like to look at the crappy teams and uh, see what I can find. There you go. Look for a diamond in the rough. On the opposite side of that, looking for a diamond and fighting a turd, we have our nays of the week. My first nays of the week, a little bit of a cop-out once again. I have the Ravens, the entire Ravens team, (laughs) going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This really has not been a great team this season. You know, they are getting wins. They are still a good NFL team. But, you know, there's been a pretty severe, I don't, it's not, not a Super Bowl hangover because they didn't make it that far, but I think a hyped season hangover. Lamar yeah. Jackson is looking like a fraction of what he, what he was last season. He is not effective throwing the ball. Marquise Brown has been an absolute disaster when it comes to fantasy football. Mark Andrews, you know, he's, he's had really great moments, but it really has been a roller coaster of, Huge game or disappear entirely. Mark Ingram has been just an absolute travesty. And J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, they go back and forth. This week, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are out uh, because mm-hmm. of COVID. It is going to be the Gus bus running the show. And it's going. they're going up against a really talented Steelers defense. Gus, Edward, Gus Edwards did really well against them the last time they matched up. Uh, but that was primarily because of a touchdown that really inflated his numbers. And of course he can do it again, but I would, I would opt to not say he scores if we are going to bet on it. I think this Ravens team struggles. I'm avoiding Marquise Brown. I'm avoiding Lamar Jackson. If you have that luxury and Gus Edwards, if you have to, you can certainly flex him. Uh, But I do think, you know, people are going to rush to start him because of the opportunity they mm-hmm. see Ravens lead running back and they start drooling. I get it. That's a great workload. And I would rather start. Um, yeah, I'd rather start Gus Edwards than any Jets running back than Frank Gore. I'd rather start Gus Edwards uh, over Zach Moss, for example. But no, I, I, th- I think there's some warning flags here. This is not a unbeatable Ravens team. I think they struggle as a whole against the Steelers. Yeah, that that's a good pick. Now, I will say. Uh, Mark Ingram was out because of the Thursday game. He wouldn't be off the list uh, by Thursday. Now, I actually don't know how that is going to change because it's gotten moved to Sunday. So there actually may be a world where Ingram can play, which makes the situation even worse because now it'll be a 50-50 split. But I would say doubtful for Mark Ingram. But yeah, if if, if uh, it's possible to change it. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, we'll let you know Friday, really, for the, the injury report. Or Saturday, excuse me. Uh, my first nay is going to be Ryan Tannehill. He's had a very good season. He had a very good week last week against Baltimore. Now, like you said, Baltimore is really not like they used to be. They, they're not who they, who they were last year. Uh, their defense is still kind of there. But, but, man, I mean... Uh, anyway, I'm getting. I'm now. I'm thinking about Baltimore again. Ryan Tannehill 
going up against the Indianapolis Colts, arguably the best defense in the league, uh, especially, especially in their secondary. Their passing defense is amazing. Held Ryan Tannehill to only 147 passing yards and one touchdown last time they played in week 10. I could see a similar situation there. That is a poor performance. The reason Tannehill is on this list is because he has a very low ceiling this week. He's a very, very low ceiling going up against a good matchup. And if you're trying to make a playoff push, if you're desperate, you want to play someone who has a very high ceiling. And that is not Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. My next one is the Broncos running backs versus the Saints. Melvin Gordon had a huge game last week, scoring two touchdowns, almost scoring a third. However, the Saints give up the fewest rushing touchdowns in the NFL this season. And I don't think uh, this Broncos offense is going to muster up enough to scare the Saints defense. I think the Saints are going to do what they can to stop the run and dare the Broncos to throw. And I don't think they'll be very good at it. <laughs> so for me, uh, Broncos running backs, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon are downgraded quite a bit. Lindsay's off the flex radar for me this week. And Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon is barely a flex. Absolutely. I went with a very similar route. Instead of the Broncos run game, I went with the San Francisco 49ers run game. Kind of similar situation. Uh, there, there's a question on who's going to start, who's going to be available, because Coleman is questionable, McKinn is questionable. Are they going to take Mostert off the IR? It's a whole mess. Uh, it's even a bigger mess if all three of them are good to go. They're playing the Los Angeles Rams, who is the fifth best rushing defense in the league. They give up only 91 rushing yards per game. Split that among three running backs. Heck, split that among two running backs. That's terrible. Even one running back for this team, I don't believe can get 91 rushing yards against the Rams. So I'm benching all of them this week. Again, it might be a little bit of a cop out because none of them have performed that well, but usually when there's opportunity, there at least a fantasy performance, not in this case, it's a very tough matchup. That's a great pick. I dig it. And next up, I have James Connor versus Baltimore. He had a pretty rough outing against them last time around when they played a couple weeks ago. His day was salvaged by a touchdown, uh, but this this team is kind of fading away from James Conner. We saw last week they fed Benny Snell a little bit, and Snell vultured a touchdown from James Conner. And I think the Baltimore team, as much as I like to uh, rip on them for you know taking a big step back this season, their defense has not. I think they are going to be able to stop the run pretty effectively. And last time around, James Conner would have had a really bad fantasy outing without his touchdown. So James Conner, you know, he's a every week must start. And I'm not saying bench James Conner, but he may not be the one saving your team this week. I have him as an RB3. That's a good one. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a hot take, but yeah, RB3 is a good spot for him. I'm going to go with Jarvis Landry as my final player. I'm not sure if this is a cop-out or if this is an obvious decision, but he's still owned in 80% of leagues and he's still starting in the majority of those. Uh, he should be the wide receiver one for this Browns team now that Odell Beckham is gone. But man, he's really not been playing like one. He has one touchdown this season. Only one. That's just terrible. Uh, zero games with more than five catches. There's no game this season where he's had six catches. In one game, that is terrible. He's just not, 
getting the ball as much as as we expected him to. Um, they're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I know it it should be a good matchup because the Jacksonville defense is terrible. But they actually did a pretty good job of shutting down Juju Smith-Schuster last game, which is the type of player that Jarvis Landry is. So Jarvis Landry, just a, a no to me for the season, honestly. He's just been having a terrible performance. I do think the Browns are going to have a very good game against Jacksonville, but I think it's going to be all on the ground. Yeah, no, that's a great pick, and I could not agree with you more. Uh, Andrew, that wraps up our Thanksgiving special. Uh, everybody, good luck with your Thanksgiving games. And on, on behalf of Brendan, Andrew, and I, uh, we want to say that we are thankful for all of you for listening Absolutely. to us. Uh, we love talking about fantasy football, and we are thrilled that there's people out there who listen to us. Uh, we think we're pretty goofy, and uh, you know, I, I can't listen to us sometimes. So Mm-mm. we're so thankful that you guys you know, stick with us, keep listening to us. Um, yeah, just immeasurably thankful for you guys participating in this barely athletic movement. Uh, please catch in with us later this week. We will go over the remaining 14 games this week, and we will long. bring to you uh, our game-by-game matchup. Thank you all so much for listening and for being a part of this. Happy Thanksgiving, and we will catch you later this week.